Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Previously on Detective. From the very first homicide that I worked, I couldn't think about anything else. When I think about the case that the police officers failed on my mother's murder, I don't think that I could ever do that. I think Jerry had completely lost control of my mother and she made up her mind to leave and he was not going to have it. Had they done a a homicide investigation, they realized it was just a straight-up murder. Due to the graphic nature of the content, Detective may not be suitable for all audiences. My brother and I had a talk on the phone and the next day he showed up in my apartment. He was covered in blood. When I asked him what happened, he said he killed somebody. I said, oh, My brother is my hero. Most of his life, it was always guarding me and protecting me. Him and one of his buddies had been drinking, and I threw him out. Maybe I was a little judgmental. I kind of purposely stayed away from his life. That's the voice of Detective Rod Demery. Detective Demery is no stranger to murder. Not only does he investigate it for a living, he also experienced the murder of his mother when he was just three years old. This event set him and his older brother Patrick on lifelong courses that would land them on opposite sides of the law. So what does a homicide investigator do when his own flesh and blood shows up and admits to a murder? That's coming up on this episode. I'm Garnsey Sloan for Investigation Discovery, and this is Season 3 of Detective, True Stories from Behind the Yellow Tape, the ones you don't hear on TV. This episode, Brother. We'll get to what happened the night Detective Demery's brother, Patrick, showed up covered in blood. But first, Rod talks about the early years with his mom and brother. How old was your mom when she had both of you? I think my mother was 16 when she had Patrick, and she was 18 when she had me. Both boys were born in Louisiana. The rest of the details are a bit complicated. 
so stick with me for a moment. Rod's mother, Barbara, was living with her grandparents at the time she had her boys. Her parents, Rod's grandparents, had moved to New Mexico, and Barbara, Rod's mother, being a teenager, stayed behind in Louisiana. At some point, Barbara met Jerry Armstead, the boy's stepfather, and he and Barbara got married and moved to Texas, leaving Rod and his brother behind with their great-grandparents in Louisiana. When Barbara was murdered, the boys went to live with their grandparents in New Mexico. Rod was three, and his brother Patrick was five. Tell me about your relationship with your brother from a very early age. Well, my brother was my hero. He was so smart. I mean, the guy was just super intelligent. Of course, he was a lot taller than me. Still is, actually. Yeah, he was just a big brother. My brother was a big brother. He remembers a lot about my mother that I don't remember. So most of his life, it was always guarding me and protecting me and everything that I wanted to learn. He was a guy. And when did you start to see the two of you sort of take different paths? I think I was about 11, and Pat was 13. He um, it was just different. And when Patrick would do something, you know, misbehave in some way, and he would say he wanted to go live with our dad, my grandmother just wouldn't have it. And I remember he came in the house one day, and uh, he announced that he didn't believe in God anymore. And I thought at that point, well, he's going to be going to live with our dad. Rod's dad was living in Louisiana at the time. We aren't sure why he didn't take the boys. Maybe because he was single, maybe because he was so young, or maybe it was just that the boys' grandparents felt they were a better choice to raise them. We just don't know. One thing we do know is that the two brothers couldn't have been more different if they tried. For the most part, I was a pretty obedient child. Patrick was a pretty rebellious child. So did he go live with your dad at age 13? He did. I'm surprised your grandfather didn't sit him down and tell him what's what. Yeah, he tried. <laughs> How did that go? It just didn't. Patrick was just not open to it. I could sometimes see the frustration in my grandfather's face and my grandmother, but Patrick just wasn't open to it. I mean, I was, I think my mind was a little more malleable than Patrick's because I was so young and I was more of a blank slate, I guess. My mind was easily, you know, is that how that works? You know, and Patrick was like, well, why does that have to be that way? Well, also, can you chalk it up to some of his personality type? Yeah, and his personality. I don't ever remember my grandparents ever having to spank me or, or anything like that. I mean, my grandfather would kind of look at me, and that would usually do the trick. My grandmother would get emotional and scream or something, and that would do the trick. But uh, Patrick just didn't respond well to that. You know, if I talk to him on the phone now, it's like, he can't get off the phone and say, I love you, you know. Or when he calls, it's like, hey, it's your big brother. You know, he's, he's really touchy-filly, loving kind of, whereas I was a little not. I just wasn't. Was your father more like that, do you think? No, my father is kind of like me. Uh, my brother describes us as the same person. He says that we're identical. He says, my father's cold and I'm cold. I don't. And your grandfather's cold? My grandfather is. Uh, On your uncle. mom's side? And my uncle is, yeah. So basically all the men in your life taught you to be cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think. Um, Where did Patrick get the emotional then? I, God, I don't know. I was like, oh, God, dude. You know, because he was really, really emotional. I, and. I don't know. I mean, I just think my brother was more into communication and and uh, expression. And I kind of got that way as I got older, but um, not nearly to the level of my brother. So 13 is kind of a young age. I mean, he's still like middle school, almost high school. Mm -hmm. To really buck the system, 
that he's grown yeah. up with. Yeah. How did that come about other than challenging God and, and religion, knowing that that would push grandma and grandpa's buttons? But how did that come about that he knew, you know, I'm going to come home today and push the biggest button of all? I think that was just him. Yeah, that was just Patrick. And the only thing that I kind of sum it up to is the fact that he remembers my mother and uh, he missed my mother and he felt that pain. And I, I think it was very real to him. And I, I think Patrick, he's uh, more of an emotional creature than I am. I remember when he would have little girlfriends, he'd write their names on his sneakers and I thought it was just bizarre. He was in love with every girl he dated. You know, I thought that was weird. But Patrick was very emotional and he would get angry at times and I didn't recognize him question that's always begged, you know, is it nature, is it nurture? And uh, in this case, it was nature. <laughs> it's just his nature. Do you have any memory of the day that he left or what the house was like on the day that he left and how that came about? Did your dad come to New Mexico to pick him up? No, I don't have any memory at all. I just know that he was gone. And I remember going to see him and him, you know, coming back home every so often. But no, I don't. You didn't ever experience the loss of his personality being present in the house? Not really. I mean, there were times that I, I needed him. Uh, you know, my brother was always there to help me through things that I couldn't get through. You know, whether it be schoolwork or just uh, a question about life in general. I don't know. I think my brother's behavior at that point, it was more of a relief for me. You know, the disruption, I guess. And things were a little calmer. Of course, I probably... I think that was the first time I ever experienced any real loss that I missed consciously. I would often think about my brother, and it, was, it wasn't this great distance. Like, we stayed in pretty close contact. We were just so far apart. I think when he went to live with our dad that he uh, kind of came into his own without that structured environment that I had all my life. I think by the time he was, I don't know, 16, I don't know if I even recognized him anymore. He was just a totally different guy. Is it possible that Patrick's move impacted the paths the brothers took into adulthood? No one knows what life was like for Patrick in Louisiana. But Rod was surrounded by positive influences. We lived in a cul-de-sac in New Mexico, and it was a pretty close-knit neighborhood. Most people were either retired military or active military or law enforcement. The chief of police lived at the entrance of our block. He knew my family. I used to cut his grass. Two doors after him was a police officer, a little bit older than me. He eventually became a detective, and right in the top of the cul-de-sac was a traffic officer who rode a motorcycle, uh, but prior to that, he was a detective. So there were a lot of police officers or law enforcement types there. Patrick graduated from high school, then joined the Navy. How many years did Patrick serve in the Navy? Four. And then what did he do after he got out? That's when we kind of lost touch. And, and plus uh, you were in the Navy too at this time. And I was time. in the Navy too. So. When did you go into the Navy? I went into the Navy late. I was 24. I went into the Navy to work uh, military police. or in the Navy. It's called Master at Arms. Oh, okay. What did you do in, in between high school and the Navy then? I was a policeman. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I've been a policeman that. my entire life. So, right, you went to cadet school, like, right out of high school. I got out of high school, and um, I started college at New Mexico State, and um, the police department was hiring. I 
Remember reading the ad, and you had to be. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 20 and a half, and I was 20 and a half, so I applied, and the police chief lived across the street from me. And some way or another, he found out I applied, and uh, he told me, he said, well, you want to come? You know, next thing I knew, I was shipped off to the police academy, and yeah, I don't think there was a, anything else I could have done or anything else I wanted to do. That was it. That was the bug. As they continued on their own paths, the brothers' relationship remained distant. At that point, we're just pretty much adults and living separate lives. You know, of course, we'd have the occasional, hey, how you doing? But um, I'm not really sure what was going on in Pat's life at that time. Um, I visited him once when he was in Atlanta, and Patrick would drink, smoke weed, and do drugs, so I didn't spend very much time there. So I wasn't really in tune to what was going on in his life at that point, partly because I didn't want to be a part of it, and the other part is because I disapproved it so much. So I think maybe I was a little judgmental on Patrick and. I kind of purposely stayed away from his life. Did you ever have that conversation, man, brother, I'm worried about you? I'm worried about the life you're living? Well, no, it was kind of more of like, what the f*** are you doing? <laughs> you know, my brother um, came to see me in San Diego well, when I was in the Navy. I told him that, you know, I didn't want any alcohol in my house. I guess because I knew what it did to him or how ignorant people could get. I was in the Navy, so we're out at sea for about a week or so, and I came back home. You know, him and one of his buddies had been drinking, and I threw him out. I don't know that I was mature enough to understand that maybe he was going through something that needed some attention. But in my mind, he should have been strong enough to know that this is not the way to go. And there's going to be a poor outcome. 
I think at that point, we kind of swap roles. You know, it's more the big brother, he's more the little brother. So why did Patrick show up on Rod's doorstep covered in blood? And what did Rod do? Next. After their mother was killed, Rod Demery and his older brother, Patrick, found themselves on different paths, each searching for ways to cope with their loss. Rod became a police officer, while Patrick turned to drugs and alcohol. So how did these brothers take such divergent roads? He showed up in my apartment, and he was covered in blood. And um, I let him in. Um, and I asked him what happened. He said he killed somebody. I said, oh, I asked him, you know, are you sure? You know, are you sure this person's dead? He said, yeah, he's dead. According to the San Diego Union-Tribune, on the night of April 6, 1994, Patrick had been staying the night with a man, a woman, and the woman's daughter. After smoking cocaine with a couple, Patrick attacked the man, fatally stabbing him 10 times. He then raped and stabbed the woman and attempted to stab her daughter. Both of the women survived. I said, well, we got to go to the police. And uh, he said, well, I want to watch Oprah. And I said, all right, cool, chill, watch Oprah. And after the show was over, we went to the police department. And um, I went to the sergeant at the desk and said, my brother just killed somebody. The Tribune reported that Patrick was visibly intoxicated and incoherent when he turned himself in. Why didn't you suggest you get a lawyer? My thought process isn't, you know, how can you beat this? You're a danger to yourself and other people. In my mind, if somebody's out of their mind enough to kill somebody, uh, you need to be somewhere safe. And if that's jail, that's where you're going to be. And I took him over there, and um, they took him into custody. And, of course, they appointed him an attorney, and, of course, I knew that was going to happen. I think my brother knew that I was going to take him to the police. Uh, I'm I'm almost positive he did because my brother, well, put him in the back of a Volkswagen and sneak him across the border. He knows that's that's not going to happen. He Um, made a conscious choice to come to your doorstep. he came to me, and uh, he knew what I was going to do. I guess I don't believe that family ties, love, or loyalty, or any of those things, Trump doing what's right. I mean, it's just, when it comes to life and death, you know, my brother knew more than I did what we went through. And to put somebody else through that, it's not that I disowned him, I just thought that those people deserve more. You can't make me understand why someone would take the life of another. You just can't make me understand that. Further to that, here he's had the pain of loss. Exactly, he knows it. And to put somebody through that, to me, is just ridiculous. I understand when someone 
is at war or you're protecting somebody or I understand that sometimes it's necessary to take somebody's life. But because you're on drugs or you're angry or whatever, that's complete bull to me. And uh, at that point, you're no longer my brother. You're somebody who kills somebody. On October 19th, 1994, Patrick Demery was sentenced to 22 years plus two consecutive life terms to be served in California State Prison. It's the people that you leave behind that actually experience the pain. My brother going to prison was, I don't think it was nearly as tough as on him as it was me. I say that because wherever you are, you know, it's like the military, you know, you improvise, you adapt and you overcome and that becomes your life. But the people that you leave behind, you know, they have to deal with all the things that are not easy to deal with. The, that and the fact that it's part of you, it's part of your identity, that part's missing. I think the choice that he made is his choice. And it's not that I don't feel for my brother because as my brother. I worry about him daily. I know what goes on in prison. But I think about the person he killed and the people that were left behind to mourn that person. Where I can forgive him for the things that he's done that affected my life, I can't forgive him for the things that he's done that affect other people. After I dropped my brother off at the police department, I remember walking out of the police station. And, you know, my grandfather was getting older. Um, my grandmother, she was uh, comatose, for, for lack of a better word, from a stroke. My brother was now in prison. And I'm not an emotional person. I'm not a crier. But I, I stood in front of the police department and I cried. And it was because I felt like this is it. This is just me. I was alone. And there was no way I was going to stay in California. Next time on Detective. Snitches, informants, confidential informants, CIs, whatever you want to call them. There was a point when one told me that a police officer can't catch a cold without a good snitch. The problem is, is you can't get really close to informants because your job is to get information from them and them not from you. Detective is part of the Panoply Network and was made for America's leading mystery and suspense network, Investigation Discovery, by DeFacto Sound, a sound design team dedicated to making television, film, and games sound insanely cool. It was produced by Mylan Fitzwater Barrows with help from Stephanie Wilkes. Production oversight by producers Emily Kaiser and Elizabeth Stevenson and executive producers Amy Angelowitz, Garnsey Sloan, and Lorna Thomas. It was recorded by Chip Sovek. Additional recording and mix by Kenneth Gilbert. Original music was composed by Chris Kennedy. Cover art was designed by Anand Galat. Special thanks to Detective Rod Demery for sharing his story with us as well as Sean Barrows, Anastasia Brown, Judy Fitzwater, Hilary Heskett-Shapiro, Heather Holloman, Sam Sneebly, 
Ash Sevilla, and Dallas Taylor. Subscribe on iTunes to get new episodes of Detective on your feed. And if you like the podcast, rate and review it. Check out Detective Rod Demery's new television show, Murder Chose Me, only on Investigation Discovery. I'm your host, Garnsey Sloan. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.